Hey, everybody, and welcome back to our bonus episode for JavaScript Jabber. Um, I have a special treat for you guys playing with this the other day. It is super cool, and, and I'm a big fan of uh, DigitalOcean. been using them for years to host my stuff, but they've got this cool thing called App Platform. I've got a couple people here that can talk about it, but if you're looking for a really, really easy way to deploy your apps, this is it, folks. I mean, this is definitely the way to go. I, I, I didn't need a DevOps guy to help me figure this stuff out or anything. It just kind of worked. So uh, I've got with me here, Phil Doherty and Chris Sev. Uh, do you guys want to introduce yourselves real quick? Phil, why don't you start? And uh, yeah, then we'll just dive in and talk about what this is, what it does, where it came from, what it's capable of doing and stuff like that. Oh yeah, thanks Chuck. Uh, really happy to be here. Uh, my name is Phil Doherty. I'm a senior product manager here at DigitalOcean. I'm focused on the app platform. So I've uh, been at the company for about three years now. Uh, previously, I was working on Kubernetes, uh, but been really excited to be working on uh, new features for app platform and bringing those to market. Cool. And I'm uh, Chris Sev. I am a developer advocate at DigitalOcean, uh, primarily focused on uh, just building apps and, and app platform content. And before uh, being at DigitalOcean, I started a website called scotch.io, which uh, primarily focused on JavaScript tutorials but really excited about App Platform here. Nice. All right. So I'm just going to talk for a minute about my experience with uh, App Platform, and then we can kind of dive in and we can talk a little bit about where it came from and what it's designed to do and maybe some of the, the good stuff that uh, I haven't quite gotten around to playing with yet. One of the things that I thought was really nice was I just took my app. I had it in Git. I didn't have to do anything special with it, right? I just hooked uh, GitHub up to App Platform, and it just sucked it in and stood up an app. And I mean, that was pretty much it. I had to hook up my database. Um, I have a worker on my uh, app. So I had to set up uh, Redis and the worker. But I mean, that that was it. And then I was done. Is that is that kind of what you envisioned? Or did I just have an easy time of it? No, that's, uh, we definitely love that you had that, uh, that happy experience. And it was easy for you to get going. That's definitely what we were shooting for. Um, you know, letting developers or businesses come in without having to do too much heavy lifting and be able to get, you know, their app stood up and, and working as quickly as possible. So that's great that you had that experience. Yep, absolutely. It's it's funny, too, because I have a good friend that has built a couple of products over the years, and he's always used a platform as a service like app platform um, to host his apps. And it's because he, 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 I was like, well, it's expensive. You know, you can just set up a VPS, you know, which DigitalOcean does that too. But, um, he's like, yeah, but then I have to maintain it. <laughs> yeah, totally. Um, right. Yeah, exactly. And that definitely is a, a challenge for people who really just want to focus on, you know, their application and their business, um, and what they're building instead of, uh, spending a lot of time mm -hmm. tinkering with knobs and, uh, setting things up manually. Right. So, so what's kind of the backstory with this? I mean, I, I can imagine, you know, you, things are going pretty well. DigitalOcean, you know, people setting up their servers, you know, you want to get fancy, you do some uh, uh, block storage and uh, Kubernetes and, you know, you're off to the races. You had the hosted databases, you know, so you pretty much had a, everything that I thought I needed. And then I'm trying this out and I'm going, this is easy. I like, I like easy, but, but wh where did you, where did you decide that the need was for this? I think for us, it was, you know, obviously you mentioned we do have a bunch of other products. So our Droplet, which is our virtual machine mm -hmm. and our managed Kubernetes offering. Um, 
And for certain use cases, those are perfect and they're great. And that's exactly what uh, someone's looking for. We also wanted to move into static site hosting and kind of tap a different part of the market that we feel is being underserved by existing solutions and do it in, and provide it in a way that is affordable and cost effective. So, you know, you mentioned some other platforms of service offerings and they can get expensive. Yeah. You know, we definitely took that into account uh, when we were designing the, the pricing and packaging and the platform itself. So for us, it's just about making it easier for users to kind of go from having nothing to having a site that's live that they can interact with that has SSL by default, et cetera. So yeah, that's kind of the thinking behind when we got started with it. And a little bit of that to expand on the static sites part of it. I think there's a lot of tools out there for static sites, but mm-hmm. when you talk about Jamstack and, and the world that JavaScript is today, I think there's still a disconnect between the front end that you're building and when you actually have data that you want to store in some kind of database, you're still going to have to go find some kind of back end, whether that be like a database, a serverless database, or you build your own API and so app platform, kind of the focus there was to say, look, let's let's bridge these two uh, sections of our application where an app can be a front end plus a back end API service plus a database and just roll that all into what we call an app. That that makes a lot of sense. I did see that as an option. Um, I know Next.js is getting pretty popular. Um, some of the other static site generators like Eleventy, or that's one that I've used. And yeah, I mean, th- there's a lot out there being offered and. Yeah, I kind of like the idea of being able to, again, just push to Git and make it deploy and having everything I need out there. Yeah, and like to, to like expand on what Chris said too, um, we kind of took this like component-based approach for how you set up your app. So instead of having to have, uh, instead of having to have like all these different services or I have to go to multiple different third parties, I can come in and I can basically have everything in one logical place where I can see metrics together, I can see logs together. And, and then on top of that, you know, you can integrate with other uh, DigitalOcean products as well. So, and you're getting the ben- all those benefits of PaaS, but also with the breadth of the other product offerings that we have at DIO. Yeah, absolutely. I remember uh, really, really early in the PaaS days or the platform as a service days yeah you had to like go find a provider for your database and you had to go find a provider for your you know they supported like one right and so if you wanted to use something different again queuing most of the queuing solutions i've ever used use redis i had to go find a redis serving you know right so then it's shipping my data all the way across the internet somebody else's (laughs) cloud and back and you know this is really nice because yeah that's literally what i did i just said okay i need a new component Oh, I need a managed database, which I've already set up, right? And, you know, I need a managed other database, which is the Redis database. And, you know, it, it hooked it right up. I mean, I didn't have to do anything. I just set all that up and it, it kind of figured it out on its own. Yeah, I think, think a lot of that kind of like automagical wiring that we do it takes a lot of the pain out of even the process yeah, of setting up uh, your database or your app. So we kind of try to do as much as we can to make it as easy as possible and take the pain out of it. Yeah. One thing I did notice though, and maybe you can speak to this as something that you're working on, I'm sure, was that when I went to hook up the database, by default, I had put in, hey, only give access to like this server and this server and this server. And I had to turn that off so that the uh, app platform could connect with it, which was, you know, I, I thought about it and I'm like, I don't know that that many people are really going to even know that it's there, but it would be nice to restrict it just to that app on the app platform. I'm assuming that's a feature that's coming down the pipe. Absolutely. That's one that we definitely have been hearing repeatedly and we know is a, is a gap and that's 
high priority. So one other thing that I'm wondering about, and a lot of the other platform as a service offerings that I'm familiar with offer this, and it looked like it was offered in there, but this is something I didn't get to play with, is scaling, right? So let's say that for some reason I get super popular, right? I get slash dotted. I'm showing my internet age here, right? <laughs> but uh, somebody figures out, oh, this is really great. You know what? What Chuck's offering on this particular application is really great. I love this stuff. I'm going to tell everybody about it. Everybody starts using it, right? And it has to scale. What What does that look like on App Platform? Sure. Yeah. So we offer horizontal and vertical scaling. So uh, on the we have three tiers of uh, the starter plan, which you get three free static sites on. Uh, the mm -hmm. basic plan, where you can, in your app, you basically can't scale horizontally. So you can have one instance running for each service. Those, though, you can scale vertically. So if you need more resources on that individual instance, you can do that. Mm -hmm. On the pro plan, you can scale out horizontally as well. So if you want to come in, you can go to your service, go to its settings, and say, I want 30 of uh, instances of this service running. Oh, wow. Um, or 100 or however many you want. In the future, we do plan to uh, investigate auto-scaling. Uh, that's something that also we've been asked a, a lot about. Don't really have like a timeline around that per se, but something that we're strongly considering. But yeah, so you can scale each of those individual components in your app individually and set them up however you like. Awesome. Uh, one thing that I'm curious about there is, let's say that I do set up 30 instances. Does it do the load balancing for me? It does, yeah. So we manage, you don't have to really worry about load balancing with that platform. So it's all fully managed ingress. Um, mm -hmm. And like I said, you also are uh, you know, getting SSL set up for you automatically, et cetera. Um, and yeah, we handle the, the load balancing and distribution. Yeah, that makes sense. That was the other thing I had to do is I had to go into hover.com, which is the domain registrar I use, and just tell it to use DigitalOcean's DNS servers. And then... Yeah, you can do that. Or you can CNAME. You can also CNAME to the, the default domain that we give you. I may have to look at that depending on if I decide to set up email out of there or something. But Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So the other question that I'm, I have is how does this play with other things like Cloudflare or things like that? I, I'm assuming, again, you just set up the CNAME and you do that in Cloudflare instead of in wherever yeah. you're using your DNS. Yeah, totally. Actually, interestingly, we partnered with Cloudflare in the development of App Platform, so everything is oh, fronted, really? everything is fronted by Cloudflare already. So, oh getting, nice, getting DDoS protection the for your static sites, everything's hosted on Cloudflare CDN. Uh, but yeah, if you have your own Cloudflare account, you can go and you can point it at the App Platform yourself, but it's not necessary. That's cool. That's really cool. So what features haven't I played with that I should be looking at tomorrow when I have time? Hmm. Well, um, I think that you might, maybe you can, I don't know if you looked in the jobs. So we have uh, pre and post deploy jobs. So you can, uh, if you have certain hooks that you need to run uh, either before or after a deployment, um, that's an I option. I see that. Yep. Um, we also have support for uh, Docker file based builds. So if you are using Docker, mm -hmm. um, it will detect that and uh, deploy automatically. Um, there's uh, support for uh, mono repos. Um, yeah, I think maybe the probably just checking out all the other components that you haven't looked at uh, would be would be one place to start. Very cool. Yeah, I did play a little bit with the Docker stuff. I had something messed up in my Docker file though, and so it wasn't quite deploying the way I wanted it to. I just handed it my app without the Docker file and it went, I know what to do with this and it just did it. So yeah. Yeah. It'll, so it'll, it'll work with or without, uh, if you don't have Docker file, yeah, we detect the language um, mm -hmm. and do the builds for you. 
Very cool. So, you know, this is very developer friendly, at least for me, right? I have an ops background, but, you know, a lot of times I just want to mess around with this stuff. And so it's nice to be able to just push it and know that it's going to go out. Is this designed really for uh, other people other than people like me where it's, hey, you know, I'm a developer and I just want to push to GitHub and make it go? I mean, we'll let Chris uh, speak to kind of the, some of the use cases that he's seen. Yeah, I, I think... Uh, and, and to the point before that, I think uh, one thing I like to call out is the deploy to app platform button that you can add on to any GitHub repo. So mm-hmm. you can quickly, I, I uh, saw that. That's cool. Well, yeah, it's uh, it's very good for tutorials and if you have open source projects. But yeah, as far as using like use cases, I, I see a lot of people that are coming from the traditional more droplet approach. But mm-hmm. I don't know. There's so many things you don't want to set up like SSL certs you don't want to have to do. Right. So. I see a lot of people coming from that side, but I think there's a lot of promise for people that, and I kind of said it earlier, the Jamstack sort of section where you have a Next.js application and you want to deploy that, but also have your serverless functions, but also hook it up to a database. It, it really is a lot of DigitalOcean's offerings, but packaged in a certain way that mm-hmm. gives you the easiest access to all of them. So use cases, I'd say anything you could build on the cloud is really... I know that's a broad answer. Yeah, I mean, we've even seen, <laughs> uh, you know, existing customers that were using uh, DOKS, the managed Kubernetes offering, um, and it was working really well for them, but they do still have that, you know, uh, overhead of kind of having to manage a cluster, even though, you know, right. we have upgrades and things like that built in. Um, but you're getting a lot of that same kind of like scalability and flexibility without as much of that kind of manual overhead that you'd have managing a cluster yourself. Um, so that's been interesting too. Just larger customers that that also don't want the, the headache of managing anything on their own. Yeah, it makes sense. I mean, to a certain degree too. I mean, I can imagine trying to scale up, and you know, I don't want to hire an ops person because people are expensive. I mean, it's reality, right? And so, if I have a small operation running, and it just doesn't make sense to have somebody even part time, you know, th- this this makes it super easy. Yeah, for sure. I mean, we're really trying to like maximize the productivity of mm-hmm. uh, people that are coming to the platform so they can, like I said, focus more on what they care about, which is what they're building. Yeah, and, and bringing back on that point is even if you bring on somebody part-time, right? Like you never know when something is going to go wrong with uh, like kind of bespoke setups. So mm-hmm. something like this, maintenance, I don't know, there's that peace of mind to it. Yep, absolutely. Uh, I'm a little curious just to dive in a little bit more on the Jamstack stuff. You keep bringing it up, Chris, and I know that a lot of our audience is very interested in that, um, especially as it evolves to include more stuff, you know, more serverless or, uh, you know, like a Fauna DB or Firebase or something like that, you know, on the front end, uh, you know, that connects to a sort of back end ish thing. You know, what, what kinds of setups are you seeing, you know, beyond kind of, I guess, the, the simple Next.js or Gatsby or something like that? Sure. Yeah, I, I just did a, a node API that is using Prisma as its ORM mm-hmm. to connect to a Postgres database. And I think that's a really fun stack to build out APIs with Node these days, uh, Prisma and Postgres and Node. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you can take that exact same setup and throw it into a serverless function because, I mean, we're just looking at some Node stuff. I have also seen the Laravel side of things where you build the Laravel API and then tack on uh, either... A uh, different front end and connect to it via API, but I guess that's the 
the fun of it, right? There's so many, there's, it's a choose your own adventure and every, every adventure <laughs> is kind of a fun one. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, yeah, I know Laravel is pretty popular with the view community and vice versa. So you see a lot of play over there. Um, you know, so you can get a Nuxt or I can't remember the other uh, popular static site generator over there. But but this is all super cool. The other thing that I think I saw on there was something where you can kind of set it up so that it's either production or you could set up like a staging setup or something like that. So you could set up different stages for the same app, right? Not today. So like in terms like basically having environments, like a staging environment or production. Um, I think maybe what you saw was like the ba- the tiers, the basic tier versus the pro tier. Oh, could we, be. Yeah, we 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 priced the basic tier to be like extremely affordable. And we think of that as like a great place to come and get everything working, kind of like give it a test drive. And then the pro tier is uh, more geared for being able to scale out. Um, We do, you know, we are thinking about ways that we could in the future potentially have something along those lines, like environments, like a pipeline that you can move stuff through for a single app. Yeah, I was just looking at it more along the lines of I could set up an app for staging, just go off of a different branch and then set up another... Yeah, you can yeah, totally, for production. Yeah, you can definitely do that. Um, it's just the the moving. You, it'll be yeah. up to you to merge into the you know the right branch. Yeah, yeah, you would have to merge to master and make it work that way. Yeah, Th- this is this is super cool. What do you recommend for people if they want to get in and try this out? Well, like I mentioned, um, you can get started for free mm-hmm. and launch up to three static sites. Like I said, the basic plan starts at only uh, five dollars a month to be able to deploy dynamic yeah. services. Um, so I think it's, you know, come in, we have support for GitHub, uh, GitLab, public Docker Hub, or our uh, DigitalOcean container registry. And, mm-hmm. you know, pick one uh, and uh, just give it a try. You know, you should be able to get up and running within just a few minutes. And it's pretty easy to get going. We just want people to to come and give it a shot. Yep. I'm actually going to uh, mention here right now, we've got uh, a URL that you can go to to get $100 over the next 60 or over 60 days to use on DigitalOcean for the app platform, go to do.co slash jabber, do.co slash jabber. If you go there and, you know, sign up, then you'll get $100 you can use over 60 days. And I mean, that's that's plenty. I mean, the basic plan, like uh, Phil says here, is $5. So you, you can imagine you can set up quite a few apps and really get a good feel for what's in there and and how it works and what you can do with it and and i'm telling you it was really cool just to kind of drop my app on it and just watch it kind of go oh i know what to do with this and then just have it take off yeah definitely and we also i, I should have mentioned too like you know, we kind of built this whole thing around like a yaml spec so if you are more comfortable working in the command line it's really easy to work with the spec and uh, get things deployed so like for example also, if you wanted to say you had your app deployed in New York and you decided you wanted to now deploy it in Amsterdam or something, it's really simple to download the spec and, you know, change the region, create a, create a new app and it'll stand everything back up for you there. So I think that like portability factor and also mm-hmm. like, the, yeah, just like the the fact that it is like sort, you can have it sort as code um, is pretty cool. Yeah, that is very cool. I, I love just being able to, yeah, manipulate it however I want show off my emacs foo <laughs> absolutely why it's it's just it's so simple i just don't know what else i should be looking at here to to dive into this is there anything else that you think people ought to know about this besides hey it's easy and come check it out yeah i think i, I, I guess the the thing that i really appreciate about it is that it is really easy and it is really simple to get, to get going with but it also mm-hmm. 
it has the horsepower to grow with you. And it's not going to make your cost uh, balloon, you know, so you can scale without having to like have tons of extreme cost. And, you know, I think like one of the other like just cool things about it in general is that since we are, you know, a, a cloud provider that has all these other services, app platform might be one part of, you know, your, your solution for how you deploy, but you don't have to then go to some other provider to, you know, find all the other things you might need down the line. So we like to think that it's a great place to get started, but we also can grow with you. And I think that's really one of like the, the key, the key cool benefits of it. Yeah. Just to kind of pile on there a little bit. I mean, it's simple enough to where somebody who's new to programming, right? We, we have a bunch of those folks that listen to the show, right? You could go sign up for DigitalOcean, you know, just go to that URL, bo.co slash jabber. You sign up, you get all that credit for the 60 days, right? And then you just turn on your projects, right? And so as you're learning, as you're building, as you're working through your boot camp or whatever, right? You know, you just get it off the ground and just, just see what it does. And you have something out there that people can go try out without actually having to, uh, be an expert in setting up Nginx and all of the other stuff that you have to stack on top of it to make it so that it plays nice on the internet. Yeah, and you know, we actually do have a bunch of sample apps as well. So even if you don't have your own project yet, you know you can launch one of the samples and that'll allow you to play around with it and kind of get a feel for what the features are like and how it might work for your project. Um, and all of those, those are right in the UI. So when you're creating your app, you can choose to launch a sample. And those are all hosted on GitHub. So you can fork them, make modifications, et cetera. So it is a great place, a great easy way to kind of come and learn. Uh, one other audience that I know we speak to a bit is freelancers. And so that's another place that I'm kind of seeing this as, hey, you know, you can set this up. And then, you know, again, it just kind of, it's not something that they have to maintain. They don't have to go update their servers. They don't have to blah, 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 right? They just get their own DigitalOcean account and they're off and running. And then if they need to hire you to come back and fix stuff occasionally, you can just do it, push to get, and off it goes, right? Yeah, for sure. So it definitely takes all that kind of like management headache out of dealing with servers, load balancers, SSL certs, et cetera. Um, Yeah, I think definitely a, a really a cool solution for freelancers. Yeah. I mean, I, I just want to write code. So what's coming next? What's coming next in uh, app platform? Um, so we are, we're, we're working on, uh, well, a handful of features. I don't want to like uh, blow the announcement too, too soon, but there's some exciting stuff coming over the next uh, two to three weeks uh, that I think are going to be really cool um, that are going to make uh, users happy from both like a scalability perspective and ease of use perspective. And making it easier to kind of uh, understand what's going on with your app. If there's problems, what are they? And having kind of more visibility into your deployments and the activity that's happening within your app. So I know that was vague, but there's some good stuff coming. I can add a a little bit more of a concrete to that. On June 29th, we have our deploy conference uh, and the theme is Power Your Business. So we're doing a lot of talks. Uh, It's a one-day conference, uh, all online, and you can RSVP at... Uh, deployed.digitalocean.com and a lot of what Phil said uh, we'll have some more info that day. I'll be giving a talk about product updates for app platforms specifically that day so definitely tune in. I'll have to, I'll have to make sure that I'm on for that. Yeah, better be there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's all online. Yeah, well I, I'm going to speak to just a couple of features because I was kind of clicking through the interface you know, while we were talking and, and I was like, oh yeah, this was really cool and oh yeah, this was really cool. So I'm going to throw a couple things out there. One thing that you mentioned, I think, Phil, was the runtime logs, right? 
And so as stuff kind of goes through my system, I can actually look at the logs as the app runs and it has this find or search feature in it. And, and that's been really handy to kind of be able to get through some stuff. I already was looking through it kind of going, okay, what's going on with this or with that thing. Right. And it, it really helped me kind of figure out what was going on with a couple of things that were behaviors. They were bugs on my end with my code, but help me figure out what was going on there. Well, yeah, that's uh, really helpful. So if you have multiple components, you know, the logs are mm-hmm. bro- broken down by component. So those are all streaming uh, real time. The other thing that's pretty cool that I didn't mention was, you know, we also have a console. So yeah. to log in, to poke around, to understand maybe what's happening, something isn't working quite as expected, um, you can do that. And then in the deployments tab, there's also, you can go look at like the details for one of your deployments and you'll be able to see all of the logs uh, for that. So that'll show you the, the build, how the build took place and basically break it down by the phases that, that happened within the, that build and that deployment if you have multiple components. So helpful for understanding how the thing got built, how it's running and if it's not running, what might be wrong? Yep, absolutely. I'm just going to say that one of the things that was really handy for me with the console was that you know, I could just get in and basically start up a REPL on my app. And yeah, I could just kind of debug stuff there if I wanted to. But I didn't have to SSH into the machine. I didn't have to, you know, do anything funny. I literally just loaded up the the console and I was I was good to go. Yeah, it's it's good for just like those, yeah, doing some quick, quick, quick troubleshooting or uh, poking around. Yeah. And then, yeah, the insight on the deployments, right? It's like, oh, what happened with this? What happened with that? And a couple of times I just had something funky in my deployment setup. And if you go to the overview page, you can actually hit retry and it'll try and deploy again. And so, um, you know, if I mess something up in my code base or, you know, I think there was just kind of some one-off thing. Yeah. Just kick off a manual deploy and off it goes. Yep. Yeah, that's uh, the force rebuild and deploy is something that we added pretty recently. So that's really helpful. If uh, like it also is useful in the case where like like you have you're basically pulling in assets for somewhere, and we like we can't detect that there's a new version of your app because mm-hmm. nothing necessarily changed in Git. You know, so you're able to do a basically a clean slate force uh, rebuild and deploy. So super helpful in some of those uh, those edge cases as well. Cool. Well, I, I hope some folks go check this out and, and play with it. I've definitely enjoyed just spending some time on it and going, all right, you know, what's here? It's pretty darn easy, but it gives you, I think, some options that I haven't seen with some of the other some of the other systems out there. So, yeah, I, I think people should go check it out. You can go check it out at do.co slash jabber. And uh, yeah, like like we said before, you get $100 credit. You can use it over 60 days. And, uh, yeah, I, I think this is something that's well worth it. And I love that there's, you know, another option out there like this that people can go and, and fiddle with and figure out. All right. Well, um, let's go ahead and wrap up here. Thank you both for coming and talking to us about this. I'm, I'm excited to see where it goes from here. Yeah. Thanks so much. Uh, thanks so much for having us. Um, great to be here and definitely hope that everybody, uh, gives the app platform a try. There's no risk, right? I mean, you get a hundred dollars for 60 days. That's plenty of time to figure it out and, and see what it can do. So, uh, yeah, we'll just drop that one more time. Do.co slash jabber. I think it's pretty generous of DigitalOcean to let you all try it out that way. But, uh, yeah, thanks again. Thank and you. Until next time, Max out. <laughs>